Anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a big fan of legislating personal responsibility. But are there situations where I am responsible for your bad decisions? Probably. And if the government knows that there is an imminent threat to my safety floating up there somewhere in space, you bet your ass I want to know. Today. Prove me wrong. All right. Pete and Christina here today. We're talking over the question of when someone else should be held responsible for your bad actions. When does the common good outweigh personal responsibility and accountability? This goes back to a Texas bartender who's accused of serving uh, an intoxicated man. He later went on to kill eight people during a uh, shooting rampage. Went and visited his ex-wife and she was having a, a football watching party and he killed eight people. The bartender was arrested. She faces a fine and a year in jail or both after she violated a Texas alcoholic beverage code. So there is a, a law on the books in Texas says that a person commits an offense if the person with criminal negligence sells an alcoholic beverage to a habitual drunkard or an intoxicated or insane person. Somehow or another, they're expecting the bartender to know whether this person's insane, but I'll take that off to the side. The point of the question is, should a bartender, or we've had another situation, Christina, that also happened very recently where a drug dealer sold a woman drugs. She overdosed and died. This person who sold it to her was also charged, and he was actually sentenced to life in prison for murder, for selling her the drugs that she took that killed her. So should a bartender, should a drug dealer be responsible for the eventual actions of an adult who has too much to drink or decides to take drugs? Is this just uh, another instance of the government forcing responsibility for somebody else's bad action on an innocent person, or do we have a moral responsibility to look out for each other? I think we have both. Okay. I'm going to say that I think it should be case by case. I don't think that if I walked into a random bar downtown and had two drinks because I don't drink, that would intoxicate me. Right. And the bartender wouldn't know that. Serving me two drinks, they wouldn't think anything of it. Two drinks is the norm. But that would, that would, I would be wasted. And I went and killed somebody. No. I don't think that bartender should be held accountable. I think in this case in Texas, this woman knew him. She knew he was a drunk. She was mm -hmm. also um, sending texts to, an, I guess, another bartender that worked there, right? Right, right. So she uh, basically had said to the other bartender, he was in the bar earlier that day. He had two gins, two beers, a shot when he came back. I think he was at another bar while he was gone. She also sent another text saying that he had a big knife on the bar and was spinning around and asked for his tab and said he had some to go do some dirty work. I mean, that right there. And then she called him a psycho, and which, then, yeah. which and, then... right also talks about or an insane person as, as per the code. Somehow or another, they, she's worked her way right. into all of those things. So, yes, I think she is accountable. She knows this person. She's mm -hmm. not, she's, she, he's obviously a, a local or someone who comes in all the time. And so, yeah, I think in her case, yeah, she had a responsibility as a, as a, not even as a bartender, just as a person who knows him, who ha has seen him obviously enough that she felt the need to text somebody else about him. I mean, I don't text about random strangers. Mm -hmm. So, she, so she 
obviously knew him. And so, yeah, I think she personally has a responsibility. I think, so I think everything, again, I think it's like a case by case, case basis. But I mean, cause you, you can't, someone who just comes into a bar who's unknown, you don't know how intoxicated they are, how insane they are. I mean, habitual drunkard. Yeah. That, I mean, but if they're, if they're new to your bar, how are you going to know? You can't be held responsible for that. I don't think this should be, I think the law should be, I think the language in the law should be worded different. Because I guess as a bartender, you don't necessarily have to have a personal relationship with the individual. I think this person did. I think you're right. She knew him because she actually called him Spencer. I think that this bartender knew the person who committed these crimes. But even as a bartender, you know a habitual drunkard. You know the barfly who's in there all the time. You may not know his name. You may not be uh, on a friendly relationship with him. But you can identify that person. I don't know how you would identify somebody who's insane, although he's got a knife on the bar and he's spinning it talking about having to do some dirty work. That seems insane. So, man, somehow or another, she found a way to work herself into every bit of that code. I would agree with you, though. I think that the majority of the times that I've heard of this, it is somebody who they don't have a personal relationship with that individual. Maybe that person wasn't stumbling around the way this guy was reportedly beforehand. He was running into tables. He was falling up. He was falling down. So he had definitely had a lot to drink. But those aren't the situations in some cases where they do try to go back on the bartender or like I said before, on somebody who is selling drugs and the person buys the drugs and overdoses on the drugs and you're holding the person who sold them the drugs accountable for their overdose. Yeah, I don't know. Did that man make those drugs? That I don't know. I I guess I'm more thinking of, yeah, there are definitely case by cases on that as well. I mean, if he made the the actual drugs, then yeah, I think he should because then he would know what's in them and he would know that whatever... Could but a, potentially harm. I mean, but a person could OD on did, anything. Did she? I thought she. I thought it was she didn't overdose. I thought she. Um, she died because of something that the drug was cut with. She might have. It might, I, and that's there, there completely may be something else. different. Yeah, than there may have been something else like that. That that may have been a certain situation. And again, there are different situations for every instance, right? right. But I guess my my point is that. Well, yeah. I mean, as a drug dealer, yes, you should be held accountable. Period, just for selling it. Should you be accountable for her poor choices in taking it and his life in jail? No. So should you be held accountable for being a businessman? He's essentially a businessman. He's he's providing a That's what I'm... Well, he's providing an illegal service. So yes, he should be in jail for that, for selling her the drugs. He should not be in jail for life for her dying. Okay. That was her poor choice. Okay, that's I, I can get behind that. Because you, now you're saying, okay, he was doing something illegal. True. Yes. So he should go spend whatever, what, whatever the time whatever frame is time for a couple of years yes. for selling drugs. I can get behind that. But to say that he he is responsible for her death, if it wasn't something that he did maliciously. Right. If it wasn't something he right. made and knew that it was cut with rat poison and oh, this is probably a little too much, but so what, they're druggies. Because I see a lot of personal comments about that that support the fact that this man's in prison for his life. They say, well, you know, he chose to, to sell the drugs, so he chooses to be in prison for life. You mm. could say that about a lot of things. So, okay, the guy sells you a car. You go out and speed in the car and, and kill a child who's walking across the street. Was the person who sold you the car, even though he wasn't doing something illegal, is he responsible for your bad actions after? Or your, uh, you used the product in an improper way? Is the person who sold you that car? Or if I give my keys to one of our children and they drive erratically 
and end up running somebody over, should that come back on the parent? And, and there have been situations like that, too, where they're trying to say, if your child commits a crime, we're going to bring it back on you, the parent. Where is that line? Yeah, I guess that's, that's where is that accountability that okay. I think in the case of if bringing it back on the parent, if the child's driving erratically and that's the responsibility of the child, the state gave that child a license. They took a test. They passed a test. They did whatever needed to be done. They were issued a state license. That's not my problem anymore. Mm-hmm. That's then the repercussions belong to the child. Because at some point then. You have to hold every parent of every serial killer responsible for the serial killer. Anything that they do, if it's a reflection on your parenting or if you're somehow responsible for it, that's a slippery slope. And so to me, I get that we have to have some semblance of control. And actually, in this case, with the bartender, I think that she should have notified authorities whether he was drunk or not when he's spinning the knife on the counter talking about doing some dirty work. Agreed. As soon as that happens and you have a weapon on the counter, spinning it, talking about dirty work, you are obviously threatening someone and you somebody should be notified. I don't care if it's your first drink. If you're allowing that to happen, that's just as bad as serving somebody who's intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Those type of statements, blatantly threatening violence, yeah. that should be reported. I definitely think there should be see something, say something. Even if it's... <laughs> Even if you're just mentioning it to a cop. I know that seems like you're passing the responsibility, and in a way you are, but um, at least you're not the only one who heard it, saw it. You know, because sometimes I know the, the, the if you say something to the police, are they going to check it out? I don't know. Are they going to take it seriously? That you have those sort of things, too. I mean, I, I told a police officer that this was happening. Yeah. So now, now, now you get two people to blame. Well, and this also might be something that is, is sort of a reaction to there have been a lot of situations in the past where people have stood by and watched things happen and did not get involved because, you know, I'm not I've getting involved it. in that. I I've don't seen wanna... where people film things that are happening and it's shocking that nobody's helping. Rather than get involved. Right. And there was, a, there was a, a very famous situation where there was a, it was a, I think it was a road rage scenario where they were on a bridge. And this man got out of his car and was beating this woman. And there was a crowd of people watching this occur, watching this man beat this woman. No one stepped in. The woman eventually, she she jumped off of the bridge to get away from being beaten by this man. And she ended up dying from jumping off the bridge. No one in that group of people stepped out to help her. And so maybe something like this is is kind of a, a reaction to say, if you don't, do something like that and somebody else does some bad actions, you are going to be held accountable. Maybe as kind of a Kickstarter, a kick in the ass to say, I should do something because I don't want to get in trouble too for what's going on right. here. Because say some guy standing there sees this, he grabs the man, he punches him in the face, and now he goes to jail for assault. Mm-hmm. And you don't, nobody wants to do that. You know, nobody can fall on, they, they really have gone away with the Good Samaritan. They, they really scared you away from it. Well, yeah, that's, that's weird that they scare you away from being a good Samaritan, but they penalize you mm-hmm. at the same time. At the so same time. So you, you jump in, to your point, you jump in and you help somebody out, and the person that you help subdue or you help, they get injured somehow, and they're coming back and suing you or charging you with some type of crime. And that happens a lot. I mean, you hear that a lot. 
But if you're a bartender and the guy's too drunk and you serve him a beer and then he goes out and wraps his car around somebody else's car and kills people in the car, you are responsible for that accident. So that seems such a, like such a weird thing. You can't help somebody in terms of a good Samaritan, but then you're held responsible for somebody else's re- actions at the same time. It, it doesn't seem to jive to me. So it's, it's definitely different. Again, I think in this situation specifically, I think it probably is warranted here because she knew the guy. He was making violent threats, even whether or not he was drunk or not. She knew him. She had a relationship. She knew he was drunk. He was staggering around. He talks about going out and doing some dirty work. She's still giving him alcohol, and he goes away. But at some point when the police got there, he was actually involved in a shootout. He was killed. So he had – there were repercussions to him. But uh, Or he killed eight people. Right. And then you leave, and I don't say anything to anybody. That's silly. I think we agree on that. So if the world was going to end, would you want to know? Um If the government knows that there is a severe threat to the human race floating out in space, coming in our direction, should they tell us? Do you want to know? (laughs) NASA has run a simulation of a fictional, and I'm doing air quotes, but nobody can see that because we're on radio, a fictional scenario regarding an asteroid strike and running a simulation as to we're going to send something up in there, we're going to try to redirect it straight out of Armageddon, or Deep Impact, I think is the movie. We're going to try to redirect it. They try to redirect it in the simulation. They get some of it. The majority of it is gone. But then there's still a piece that comes down. And eventually the only way they can, uh, their eventual solution to this scenario is the entire evacuation of New York City. And this small asteroid, I think it was like a 50-yard piece of this asteroid, ends up hitting New York City with the destruction of a nuclear bomb drop on Hiroshima. So the point here is, they're doing a simulation, again with the finger quotes, mm-hmm. talking about the asteroid. My question is, do you believe the government when they say, this is a simulation, this is highly unlikely, we're just trying to give ourselves an idea of what we can do or what options are open to us prior to this, or do you think that maybe something like that's already out in the sky and they know it's on its way and they are socializing us now to the potential that it may occur so that when it does happen in five years and they say, holy shit, we have tried, we're finally coming clean, this is coming, that they've been able to plant the seed. What do you think? I think both are plausible. I, 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 think, I think both things, I do. I think yeah. both things are plausible. I think they could be running a test run for things that may have come close in the future that they or in the past that they, they saw and they thought, ooh, we should probably you know, maybe run a little test to see how this goes. It's a lot right. of people we got to try to take care of or, or it, it's happening and they are trying to test the waters. I mean, that's unknown. That, and that, that's either way. It's plausible. So whenever I see things like this, the first reaction out of my brain is this is real. <laughs> you are doing a quote unquote simulation to, again, socialize us to the fact that there is an asteroid, which does not have a good chance of hitting us, but it's on a relative trajectory towards the mothership. And we are right now efforting, who knows if these SpaceX rockets, what they're, what the fuck they're doing. They may be actually going up there in an attempt to send something up and give this thing a nudge off to the side. They can tell us anything they want you know, I'm naturally 
distrustful of the government. They can tell us anything they They're want. They're naturally distrustful of everyone. <laughs> well, it could be. In that case, you're almost never let down. If you're naturally distrustful of everybody, when you find out that they were being honest, it's always a great thing. If you trust everyone and then you find out they were lying to you, then it hurts more. I am always first thinking, this is real. This is not a simulation. They're telling us this because in five years when it actually gets here, because they know something that's coming 10 years down the road, they know it already. In five years, they're going to tell us, hey, we've been sim- we've been doing simulations on this. We see this thing in the sky and it may hit us, but we're going to try to dar- redirect it. And then when it doesn't happen, then they've been able to keep us calm, put that, plant that seed in your mind. Right. Because the worst thing that could happen is what? Insight panic. Insight panic. Mm-hmm. We tell you that if they tell us now that in 10 years, an asteroid is on a trajectory with us and it's going to... Maybe not wipe us out, but it's going to be bad. What are you going to do during that time frame, Christina? Do you want to know if there's an asteroid on a collision course? Do you want them to tell you now? Or do you want them to let you live your life as long as possible? Um, Me personally, I would like to just live my life as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Tell me in five years. I don't know. Do I need to evacuate? I'm not sure what the situation is. I get, are you saying that they're not, you want me to go ahead and live my life until it actually, till the day it happens? Yeah. Do you want them to, would you, would you rather they be upfront about it now and say, listen, there's something in the sky. It's 10 years out. We just want to let you know that it's there. We're tracking it. Uh, it's on a trajectory with us now. Or do you want them to wait, wait until it's wait. six months in and you say, this is going to hit us in six months? Okay, well, six months, and do they have some kind of plan for that? It's going to hit us in six months. Well, let's, months let's and, assume this is... And all of you yeah. that live in wherever have to move. That's fine. Six months is plenty of time. You're fine with it then. Yeah. But there's no guarantee that it is just something that blows up New York. You're okay. Maybe it hits a certain spot, and that's really the end of everything. Who's to say? I guess my, my question was just... Again, you're asking me to plan things I can't control. So that's what it comes down to. You ask me things like that all the time. I do. The, 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 the answer is always the same. If I can't control it, then why live miserably? You want to know, don't you? You want to live miserably. Because <sighs> uh, <laughs> you can't control it. I cannot control it. That's right. But I don't want somebody keeping secrets from me either. It's, it's so you so, want to know 10... It is so crazy weird, 10, right? 10 year, yeah, it is kind of weird. It's so crazy weird that I can't control it. The people who can control it way better than I have an eye on it, yeah. but I still want them to tell me. I want them to tell me it's coming and tell me what you're doing to stop it. That's what I want. Okay. Well, and they, that would they make would me feel comfortable. Out. They, don't, they can't tell you 10 years out what they're doing because in 10 years, they could have complete, by the time I got here, they could have some completely different technology that could actually work. SpaceX might be working by then. Right. Exactly. No doubt. You don't know. Bruce Willis and his his crew. Why can't you just let people do their job until it gets to the point when, okay, like you said, six months. Okay, we've done everything we can. This is what, this is where it may hit. Probably want to move here, here, there. This is what it is. And then do your whatever it is that you do. (laughs) Why do you have to know 10 years out? I I have a control problem, I think is what it's called. I think it's called a control problem. It's not, because you can't control the situation. I can't control the situation, but I can at least control 
in my feeling, I can at least control the knowledge of the situation. I can at least have the knowledge and allow my brain time for it. I don't know why I want to know. Some people. You don't think that'll give you more anxiety, more stress? Why put that on yourself? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it could. Or it could do the completely opposite. I mean, some or people, you could end up living your life, best life for the next ten years. Right. That I guess that's my point. Is some that, people could turn that around and, and live. That's I'm my die point. In ten years, let's do this. That's exactly. Now you've hit it. If they tell me you have ten years and there's no guarantee you have eleven, right? I'm going to live those fucking ten years as good as I can. If they tell you you have six months, I don't have time to do anything in oh, six months. You're funny. I don't have time. If they could have told me ten years from now. I would be going to the Andes and climbing the mountains, and I'd be out in Greece looking at the sites. I would be doing these other things. They don't tell him ahead of time. No, what, what are you talking about? You'll live the best 10 years of your life. Yeah, I don't want to It'll be the your Andes. best life. <laughs> we'll be over there in Machu Picchu. We'll be looking at all these crazy-ass buildings that couldn't possibly have been built by prehistoric civilizations. No, because anybody who knows me is I'll be in the bathroom with Montezuma's revenge while he's living his best life. So just one of us. Hey, I will carry the water for both of us. One <laughs> of us has to have these experiences. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, so that's my backup. That was my – you kind of beat me the third – question there is that's what i want to do i want to know early because there is no guarantee you can say all day long that you have six months we've we've tried to divert it it should be a little chip that chip won't be a problem they can't guarantee that that won't be a problem they can't guarantee that that isn't the last day we all live i want as much time as possible they can't guarantee anything i know it can't be guaranteed that you're not gonna not wake up tomorrow you're right so but as at this to... point, <laughs> but at this point, I feel more confident that I will than I would if they told me there was something in the sky that is going to come down here in ten years. Uh, well, good to know. I, I mean, just want to know that. All right, I could um, again. I could go either way. If you want to tell me ten years in advance, great. I'll try probably to live my best life, but I'll probably pretty much be the same. You see these damn people talking about this Mayan calendar in 2012 and about all the problems we were going to have. They were talking about that for three years before it ever happened. I know, and I never worried one day about it. I don't know. I mean, you know, I didn't worry until the day before. I didn't really? worry until like December 20th. Wasn't it December 21st, 2012? Yeah, it was like my birthday, I think, yes. remember? And yes. I, I was like, well, I'm either going to turn whatever. Well, I think I was like going to turn 30 or something. I was like, well, wait, 2012. 2012. You were not turning 30 no, in 2012. Was I turning? Well, whatever. Uh, but yeah. I, I did not worry, but then I did uh, all at the same time. I didn't worry because I was 98% sure that nothing was going to happen. But then I watched the movie 2012 and I thought, well, shit, I might be 98% sure, but this movie paints a terrible picture. <laughs> and so if there's 2% chance that this shit happens, I don't want to be a part of it. And so. I was a little worried. I, I, very little. I don't want you to think it was a lot. It was very little. It was about the same. It was about the same level as I was when the century changed and we went to the, to the year two thousand. I was really only worried um, that my computer was going to crash at work and it was going to be a big pain in the ass. But they were talking about like I know what they were talking about, but like really, that's the extent it went for me. I was like, oh man, my computer's going to crash at work and this is going to suck. Yeah, they were talking about like computer systems are going to, and planes are going to come fly out of the sky and shit was going to go crazy. So they were preparing you for the, the eventuality and then the clock turned and the calendar turned and not a damn thing happened. But you were a little shaky there for a second and I was a little shaky in 2012 and I just want 
to have that knowledge before I I just I just I pulled back know, the curtain a little bit. I didn't know bit, you huh? were going to hit me with this today. I was a little I pulled back the curtain a little bit, right? Yeah. I, whatever. You know I have a lust for life. I you enjoy do. living. I don't want it taken away from me. I know that it can. I accept that it could. I accept that I could get hit I, by I a truck like, tomorrow. I feel like you don't accept it. I feel like you no, you don't. I I am right willing. now. You saying that in your head, you you saying right now, I could get hit by a truck tomorrow. In your actual head, that would never fucking happen. Is what you're thinking? Well, in my actual head, I think I could get hit by a truck tomorrow, and I feel sorry for that fucking truck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what I live with, people. Because I would be like Superman. Who was who, who was it that stood there and just took the shoulder into that truck, and the truck just exploded what was that movie we watched uh, i don't know anyway <laughs> maybe but yes i acknowledge that some weird random shit could happen i do not think it will um but yeah that, that kind of stuff it bothers me absolutely because I, I know we have one turn on the earth i want to make the best of it and i hate thinking that i'm going to get shortchanged by something stupid like a fucking asteroid floating through the sky has no other purpose in life other than just to screw me. I love that you think that, but I honestly believe that there's something after this. So I don't not believe that. No, I just I totally believe that there that my energy is gonna um it's just gonna go on. I mean I just don't if it gets snuffed out here, I think it's gonna pop up somewhere else. I just don't feel like I don't believe in the the one chance thing. I think that I honestly think that I've probably been here many times. I, I have a whole different theory, and and because of that, I don't I don't panic about things like that like you do. I don't worry at all about an asteroid hit. If I, I actually worry more that if the asteroid hits, it's going to be pain. If something might be painful, that's mm-hmm. what I worry about. Like I don't want it this drawn out horrible. Like if this asteroid's going to hit, I want to be like dead center. Like boom, hits me first. I'm out like that. I don't want to suffer. Suffering scares me more than just being snuffed out. Yeah. But yeah, none of that. I you I really can't worry about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I have. I definitely don't have the same kind of anxieties that that you have typically. But if there's something I have anxiety over, it's definitely that. It's definitely the feeling of which to me is crazy. Not <laughs> not having enough time. Not having accomplished enough. All of those type of things. That is where I falter, uh, certainly as a person. That's a that's my. If there's a character flaw, that's it. I don't ever feel like I have enough time, and I want to make the best of it. And I think if the government holds that, keeps that from me, and doesn't allow me to have those ten years, I would be pissed. If I had to continue to do my daily grind, I can tell you honestly, even doing your daily grind is more than most people do. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That could be. It. Definitely. Well, we're going to, um, we will explore more your thoughts on reincarnation in future shows because that piqued my interest right there. But it's not necessarily on topic of what we were talking about here. It's not. But we'll but... bring that up. We'll bring up uh, afterlife experiences and, and reincarnation in a future show. Anything else for you today? No, you've kind of. We've let covered it. it. You've kind of let people know We've who let you it go. are. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. Let you know what we are. Let you know what we think. If you like what you have heard, you can like us on Facebook, like us on SoundCloud. You can send us a a message, give us topics that you are interested in hearing us talk about. Maybe you can even be a part of the show. We'll read your questions on the air. You can do all kinds of things. Just let us know and get in contact with us. We'll talk to you soon.